the uh, beat writer for the Posted Courier. Uh, he'll give us some, some thoughts on Clemson basketball, Clemson baseball, maybe some football thoughts as well. So stay tuned for that. Coming up in a little over an hour, we're going to talk a lot of, of college baseball. Happy opening day, John. How are you? Doing well, Brad. Happy opening day to you as well. Yes, college baseball in the air. You know what? And the weather reflects it a little bit, doesn't it? There's, there's a hint of spring out there today. A hint. Just a little hint. That's all we need. I have seen some opening weekends where you, you did not want to even set foot outside because yes. it was a high of like 43 at the ballpark. That's not going to be the case this weekend. That's not going to be overly warm, but it's not going to be dastardly weather they're going to be dealing with, especially today, uh, over at Doug Kingsmore Stadium when the Tigers take on visiting Xavier uh, for a three-game set. John, before we get started, can you give us a quick rundown? Uh, this is the quiz that we like to do. We haven't, we haven't done a quiz in a while. We haven't done a quiz in a while. Can you give us the broadcast schedule for the Roar between now and next Monday morning at 6 a.m.? I can certainly try. Uh, we will have Clemson baseball for you today. Um, we will have about 30 minutes of sports map. At 3.30, we will have baseball pregame. 4 o'clock first pitch to kick, start the season, uh, kick off the season. That's a football term. Um <laughs> Tomorrow, we will have baseball for you in its entirety and the men's basketball for you in its entirety tomorrow evening. And then on Sunday, we will have women's basketball in its entirety and we will resume baseball in progress. Baseball is at 1. What time is the women's game? I believe at noon. We're noon. there. Okay, so you'll you'll probably get, I don't know, you'll get the last four or five innings yeah. probably. Of the uh, most, probably most of the second Where, half. Wherever the game is at, we will join in progress. All right, sounds good. And then right back here on Monday morning at 6 a.m., the Mickey Plyler Show. To exactly. break it all down. So uh, that is the schedule for the weekend. Uh, again, Clemson Baseball today at 4 p.m. So looking forward to that. Um, I'll be out there myself tomorrow, John, and you're going to be out there on Sunday? That is correct. Looking oh, forward man. to it. So we're going to have a lot of insight. <laughs> Something like no that. No overreactions at all on Monday. No. Not going to happen. Ha- there's never been a Monday show where we overreact to the opening weekend of college baseball. No, of course not. Let, let me ask you this: uh, What is your? Where are you at one one to ten on the start of college baseball today? I'm a ten. I'm excited. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. What excites you the most about this season? Whether it's Clemson related, non Clemson related, whatever. What, what's the most exciting thing about college baseball this? Season? I want to see if college baseball can continue to grow in popularity across the country. I think that I think we saw last year that final with LSU and was it Florida in the national the final three game set there was LSU yeah. Florida yeah I think there were so many people that gravitated to the sport last year's run to Omaha that I expect to continue to see the sport grow again we're gonna grow the game Brad <laughs> grow the game. I think it's fascinating how even in the you know football has been affected by the transfer portal and that it feels like we have you know new blood coming in. I mean look look at the playoff this past year. Yeah, Alabama was there. Yeah, Michigan had been there the previous two years, but you know Washington and Texas it felt it felt very different to have them in the college football playoff. And and I think the transfer portal affects a lot of that. Right, Washington doesn't end up with Michael Penix Jr. without the transfer portal. And so I think that it has a great way to shape the sport in football. And it's, you know, basketball teams have been affected by it, I think, for years now. They're a little more used to it. But baseball, John, even with the transfer portal, we have sort of the same cast of characters, do we not, at the top. Wake Forest was basically the number one team in the country last year for a lot of the season. Where's Wake Forest right now as we start 2024 today? I believe they're number one in the country. Yeah, exactly. Now, they used the transfer portal to get there because they lost some of their you know top-end pitchers. They replaced them with more top-end pitchers from other schools. But I, I just thought it was interesting that you know there'll be some new blood somewhere in college baseball. There'll be somebody who really benefited greatly from the transfer portal. But I still feel like the names are the names. The names across the front of the jerseys are going to be the ones you see in Omaha, the ones you see in the Super Regionals, the ones you see in the top 10 that, that we've seen through, you know, the last decade or two in college baseball. Do you buy that? 
Oh, yeah. I'm looking here at the D1 Baseball Top 25, and it's really just the who's who of college baseball. Even in this transfer portal era. But these teams are are restocking. Florida, Arkansas, LSU, Vanderbilt, Oregon State, Tennessee, Clemson, East Carolina. These are traditional powers. North Carolina, Texas, Coastal, yeah. Yeah. And South Carolina, 25. And UCLA as well there. There's a lot of... Man, I, I'm just I'm fired up for this season. I cannot wait. Oh, I am too. Uh, and I think I think NIL has changed how teams are constructed, the transfer portal, but the powers remain the powers in college baseball, at least going into the season. Now we'll see how it all plays out. Will Clemson be a power this year in 2024? Will South Carolina be a power? We'll discuss some of that as we go throughout the show today. Uh, but I am. I'm anxious to get it started, too, just to see what some, some teams look like. In terms of Clemson this weekend, what do you want to see from the Tigers in opening weekend? Oh, man. A lot of things you want to see, right? The lineups. Want to see the lineups? Want to see kind of what... Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to bring us up on opening day, Brad, and we're getting people already upset. I want to see what are the initial roles <laughs> put out for this team. Now you say that you mean offense. I, I just or mean, you mean pitching. Both. Okay, because I, you can argue that nothing matters less than opening weekend rotations. Yeah, and I, I heard Coach Backage talk about this the other day, where it's like, you know, we're going to take about a month to figure out what the roles in this team are, who can really respond to what. We're going to throw a lot of guys in situations and see what happens. So, yeah. yeah. I, for instance, what was last year's? Does anybody out there know what Clemson's starting rotation was for opening weekend? Trivia last year? question out there. If you can, uh, 654 Roar, because Brad posed this to me before the show today, and I could not answer the question, and I worked opening day last year. I did look it up, so I know the answer, but I was very curious as to who it was. I couldn't name them all either. The three pitchers who started opening weekend last year for Clemson. I get people a moan of trouble, but this is—it's not a trivia question in terms of you getting a prize. I got—I yeah. got nothing to give you. We're gonna—the we're, only thing we're gonna give you is the credit for being right. <laughs> we're not giving you our seats for for this no. weekend's games. <laughs> but still, I—I uh, I just think that it's important to to understand that what you see this weekend on the mound is not reflective of what you're supposed to see in May and June. But if, but six five four roar if you want to get in. Do you want to talk expectations? That we have not talked expectations. People love. People ask us all the time to talk about expectations. I don't feel we've avoided it. I just wanted to be able to form an expectation. Okay. Have you formed an expectation of? Clemson no, we're baseball? gonna we're gonna form it in real time. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't. I, I I mean, I have like an idea, but I'm also you know me. I kind of want to have, especially with a season like with basketball and with baseball, with so many data points. I can kind of give you like what I like a rough feel today, but in terms of, I feel like I need a few weeks of actual game data before I could really pencil in what it's gonna. It's not fun. <laughs> it's opening day. Hope springs eternal. Blah 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 blah. You know all the sayings, man. No one so no. far on the Absolute Text Line has gotten it correct. I know somebody's gonna look it up, but no one who is who is guessing right now has got it correct. Yes, you may have. One or two. One. 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 <laughs> uh, Let's just leave it at one. Well, I mean, I, I, it's, it's, not, it's not easy to remember because there was a lot of external factors that, that led to. New coach. Yeah. First game with the team. <laughs> yeah, like just, yeah, that. Uh, injuries played a part early on in the, in the season last year. So it's not easy to – role definition was, was certainly um, something to figure out. Yeah. You're about to say something. I'm curious what, what it was, and you refrained. John took that back, whatever he was about to say. Uh, still incorrect there on the Adams & Co. roofing text line. Man, getting, man. A lot of people have one of them correct, but we're not getting the other two. We're getting Friday can, correct. Can I, can I just, can I spoil it a little bit? Or yes. not spoil it, but at least give a hint. Please. There were no Knicks involved. Oh, that's a different hint than I was going to give. Oh, really? Yeah, there was no Caden Grice. Caden Grice? Oh, my gosh. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
Kate Grice wasn't even a pitcher when no. the season began last year. If I, if I remember correctly, they didn't have an expectation of him to be a pitcher, did they? No, it was you know it was his money year. They were trying to focus on the on the on the bat. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Uh, boy, did he serve a role in the second half? Remember when they, when they inserted him into the into the rotation is when everything changed. Oh, absolutely. Man, yeah. Uh, again, no Knicks were involved in the starting rotation. Didn't say they didn't. Pitch, but no Nixon. Do, do we do we have a correct answer there, Brad? We have a correct answer. Texter five four three three. Well done. It, it took a while though. That was that was the point of this. I had a feeling it was going to be difficult to remember exactly who it was. You want to reveal it, John? Go ahead. Ryan Ammons, <laughs> Austin Gordon, and Jay Dill. Those were your opening weekend <laughs> starters a year ago. And I, I don't know if that configuration happened the rest of the year. I'll have to go back and look, but I, I highly doubt that it did. It may have been the next weekend, but that may have been it. I'm not even sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, of course, you know, Billy Barlow was not in because he was injured last year. I am the so excited to see a fully healthy Billy Barlow get on the mound today. Yeah. We've been waiting a while. for. Obviously, he's been waiting a long time for this, but I'm excited to see fully healthy there, you know, you're getting the ball on opening day. Let's see what you got, young man. I can't wait. None of those three who started last year are starting this year. Do you have the opening weekend starters in front of you? I do. I well, I know it off the the top of my my head. Uh, today it will be Billy Barlow making his triumphant return to the mound after a shoulder issue last year that just never worked itself out. You know, and he ended up needing some work done, and it's. Luckily, they got it done in time for him to come back and be the opening day starter. I think that says a lot. Absolutely. Uh, about his where he's at right now. Uh, and then tomorrow is Tristan Smith, who was a freshman last year and was tossed into a lot of different roles. I know he played a lot of the, the midweek role for a while. He was sort of the – they tried to make him weekend guy at times. He was sort of the first guy out of the pen at times. Uh, he, he just – he did a little bit of everything last year. So Tristan Smith will pitch tomorrow. And then a freshman – We'll take the mound on Sunday at 1 p.m. Aiden uh, Knack will be the starter for the Tigers. I, I would say I I would go ahead and, and and guess now that won't be the weekend rotation uh, the end of May. Will this be the weekend rotation for the South Carolina series? Probably not. And I'm I'm not saying that I'm not going to say one of those guys doesn't do well. I'm not trying to say that. It's just the nature of the sport, and sort of, and, and I, th- I think we learned a lot about how Backich and his staff run their run their pitchers. It's going to be very, very different throughout the year, probably six five four. Now, Austin Gordon, we'll talk about him when we return because he would be starting this weekend if it weren't for what we'll tell you after this six five four. We don't go anywhere. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. But Thompson King Law Firm, 222-0200. Mark your calendar for February 26th from noon until 1.30. It's the annual State of Clemson with special guests including Clemson University President Jim Clements and Clemson City Mayor Robert Halfacre. Register at the Clemson Area Chamber of Commerce website at clemsonareachamber.org. Join area leaders and businesses for the annual State of Clemson, Monday, February 26th at the Madron Center at 12 noon. Advanced registration is required. clemsonareachamber.org. It's moving day, and Tiger Moving Company is here to help. Skip the headache. Hire the professionals with the right tools for your move. 
Through a clean cut and reliable team, pack and assemble furniture seamlessly. So all you have to do is make yourself at home. To top this all off, they even start and stop the clock at your house, charging you a flat hourly rate. No rounding up. Call today at 908-9028 or email tigermoving at gmail.com to make your next move with Tiger Moving Company. It's a new year, but one thing remains the same. Elkmont is the upstate's destination for the best in lifestyle clothing, shoes, unique gifts, outdoor gear, and so much more. Offering great footwear from on-running, vans, UFOs, Birkenstock, and more. Incredible selection of jewelry featuring Kendra Scott and game day and lifestyle clothing from the most popular brands like Patagonia, Viore, Filson, Free Fly, Columbia, Z Supply, Howler Brothers, and more. Shop South Carolina's largest selection of on-running shoes and enjoy great discounts on select game day and winter apparel as our winter clearance sale begins. Find the latest arrivals and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at elkmonttradingcompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T tradingcompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally, go Tigers! Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. And now, during our President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add any base. Ends Monday. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. SDC Heating and Air is here to keep your family cool in the summer and warm in the winter with premium Heil units, supercharged with 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. SDC is Clemson alumni-owned and celebrating over 20 years of serving Tiger fans across Oconee, Pickens, and Greater Greenville. Be sure to like their Facebook page for giveaways, promotions, and specials. That's E-S-T-E-S Heating and Air on Facebook to win prizes and receive specials on HVAC services and installs to keep your family comfortable all year long with Heil units. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. I do overthink everything. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. I should just get fake plants. It's the President's Day Sale at Mattress Firm. Get a king bed for a queen price. Save up to $700 plus a free adjustable base with select Sealy mattresses. See a lower price? We'll match it. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. So, what team will Bandwagon Brad pick this week? The nation's top bandwagon fans will be making their decision on what team to follow. What team will John scoff at? Did you just say scoff? Yes, I was scoffing. That's how you scoff. No, it's not. Tune in each weekday morning from 9 till noon on the Press Box, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Coming up this afternoon, Clemson Tigers take the field at Doug Kingsmore Stadium for the first time in 2024. And we'll tell you a little bit about what they're going to look like later on in the show, plus with our expectations. And we'll discuss uh, South Carolina baseball as well, as the Gamecocks are hosting Miami of Ohio this weekend. So we'll get to all that. First, I want to tell you about Everlon Living in Clemson, located at 150 Pershing Avenue. This is a great place. If you are an adult, 55 and up, looking to get the most out of life and just don't want the upkeep of a traditional home anymore. You've got luxury, thoughtful design, beautiful aesthetics, premium amenities. That's right, premium. They take care of everything for you. Concierge services, housekeeping services. Every unit comes with washer and dryer, Wi-Fi, cable TV, everything. So go check them out at everlineliving.com if you're a loved one. You're not ready to move into an assisted living, but you, you want to get out of a traditional home because it's so hard to keep clean. It's so hard to keep the you know maintenance and, and the yard and everything else. You don't have to do that at Everlon. They take care of everything for you, and it's a beautiful place to be. 
and great smiling faces. EverlonLiving.com. Check them out today. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us. I told you there at the end of the uh, last segment that Austin Gordon is not in the starting rotation for the Clemson Tigers this weekend. If he were uh, 100%, he would be. Now, he's not injured, but he pitched too much last year. According to Clemson head coach Eric Backich, they just felt like Gordon had gone almost a whole year of pitching. He, you know, pitched a lot last year. I mean, a ton of innings last year. I don't have his numbers in front of me. I'll, I'll get them, John. But he, he pitched a ton of innings last year. And then he went to Summer League. And then he came back and started pitching in the fall. So there was just no real layoff for him uh, throughout last season. And that is not something that Coach Backich wanted to uh, to have. He, he said he does not like his pitchers throwing year-round, that they need a break. They've got to figure out somewhere to sort of uh, build in some rest time for him. And they felt like he was pretty exhausted after one of their scrimmages. I think it was against Coastal last fall. And that's when they made the decision to shut him down. And so this wasn't an injury-related thing. It was a tired, you know, you know dead arm or tired arm. You know, they, they list that in, in Major League Baseball a lot. I think that's kind of what they, you know, determined uh, for him. And so Austin Gordon is working his way back from some time off. Yeah, I, I don't think he pitched. I think it was near the end of October they shut him down. He took November off, December off. And so he's just now sort of working his way back. So it, it's going to take some time. Uh, there's no clear timeline, timetable, when his when he will make a return. But if he were 100% and available full strength, then he would be in the starting rotation. He's going to be on a v- very limited – everybody's on a pitch count right now. But a very limited pitch count if you see him this weekend. I would assume it would only be for an inning or a batter or two, something like that. Uh, they're they're going to keep his, his numbers down until he's fully ramped up. But, you know, when he's 100%, I, I think he'll be in the starting rotation. Now, whose place he takes, we'll start figuring that out over the course of the next week or two. It's up to the three young men who are going to be taking the mound this weekend to determine that. Yes. But I understand what they're doing, and it makes a lot of sense. And, and Gordon was Gordon was good last year, John. He was. Uh, he, he really, really helped this team, I think, get through. He pitched 84 innings uh, last year, and obviously that was the biggest workload. He came in the year before. Uh, so that was the biggest workload he had probably ever had in his, maybe in his life. Um, four six one ERA last season started sixteen games last year. I would think that uh, he'll he'll be back into the rotation at some point very soon. Um, you feel good about Billy Barlow? If you know, yeah. Now he's got to shake some rust off today. You know, you, you get fall ball, you get a little bit of time in in february or you know late january early february to ramp it up but still he's he's got some rust you know the the nerves will probably hit him a little bit it's been sure. a while since he's been in a pressure situation yeah, the opening day starter you're gonna have some nerves but i can tell you from watching barlow the previous fall before the injury before the shoulder started giving him the problems that sidelined him most of last year nobody could hit him and now it's fall ball i know it's you know it's, it's scrimmaging so don't don't take that as he's He's going to lead the country in ERA, but that's what I heard. But I, <laughs> he he was without a, without a doubt the the scrimmages that I watched. He was the most effective pitcher I saw. I don't think there's any question about that. Will he be that today? Remains to be seen. But the ceiling is very high on Billy Barlow, and I think it it speaks volumes about how the coaching staff feels about Billy Barlow by starting him today and making him the Friday guy. And if you, that's the thing, the Friday guy, you pitch well, you're, you're the Friday guy. You stay the Friday guy. You know, like that's a role, an ace role. And so I think it says a lot about him. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what Barlow looks like. Tristan, Tristan Smith will see, you know, Backage said that Smith made a big jump in the Cape last year. You know, he came off the freshman season. He had his ups, he had his downs. He went through a lot. But I think that, Heading into this season, there's a lot of confidence from the staff in Tristan Smith that he's, according to uh, Coach Backage, made the jump. So I think that'll be something to watch. And then we'll see what Aiden Knack looks like on, on Sunday, an opportunity for a freshman to 
sort of make an early step. You know, I don't I don't mind this at all. I and I I think a lot of coaches now like to do this. John, if you're a talented pitcher and according to some of the you know guys on the team who've spoke to the media and whatnot, it sounds like Nax one of the hardest guys to hit on the team. Yeah, Texter got in on the Adams Cut Roofing text line, six five four Roar said they uh said the Sunday guy might be the hardest guy to hit. Hopefully we have some really good pitching this year. Yeah, that's that's been what's the that's been coming out of, of camp or not camp, but preseason scrimmages and workouts that he's been the hardest guy. So I don't have any problem whatsoever putting a freshman out there. I, in fact, I like it. I would put it, throw them in the fire. Don't baby these guys. Throw them out there. See what they got. If he's good in, if, if he's earned it in practice, then you should have no reservations about putting him on the mound. And I want to know, like I'm, if I if I were a coach, I'm a kind of coach I would put you in the most pressure packed situation I possibly can to see if your stuff holds up. Well, if you remember, Coach Backage did this last year with Tristan Smith pretty early on in the season. Yes. He got a start early on. It was like, I remember we came on here. We were a little unsure as to what was about to happen that day. But you know what? Go out there and figure it out. And that's the beauty of baseball. There's so many games to where if you, like, you're not, you're not going to be detrimental to your team in a situation like that. Go out there, pitch your best. And if it works out, you'll continue to get that role. And if not, then they need to reconfigure your role. It's not, it's not really that, it's not rocket science. But I like the idea of if you're a freshman and you come in and you work hard and you've done the things necessary to earn our trust, we're going to put you in the most pressure-packed situation and see how you hold up. So Sunday's going to be very, very fascinating. And then the rest of the of the staff, pitching staff there, John, there's just a lot of roles to figure out. It's going to take weeks and months for that to happen. But that's the beauty of baseball is going through that journey. You know, I know we're going to come in here on Monday and a lot of people want to know what's the are we solidified with the weekend starters? Do we have our midweek starter? Do we know every role in the bullpen setup and closer and all that? That's the fun of it. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. And some of that is figured out during the week. Yeah. Absolutely. Not just in weekend situations. So I think it'll be a fascinating um just sort of a a throw guys in the in the fryer and see how they how they handle it and get as much guys in some difficult situations as possible we'll see what kind of kind of team Xavier puts out there but you know Clemson's got a lot of new guys in this lineup a lot of new guys gonna be asked to hit the ball a lot of new new guys gonna be asked to get on base and create and not just that I want to see what the like what the lineup is gonna look like you know who's who are the new guys at third and short and first and right field a lot of new people out there a lot of new people out there so it'll be fascinating to see what the uh we'll see Jimmy Overtop, baby, like. you know, put something in the Cajun Cafe. Oh. Brett, it's the return of the Cajun Cafe. How have we gotten this far along? Thirty-four minutes into the program. Nine thirty-four. This is our first mention of the Cajun Cafe, folks. We apologize. Can't wait to see we the smoke. We should have led with that. See the smoke, smell the smoke. That's when you know it's baseball season. Smoke's back. Smoke's back. Looking forward to being out there and seeing Cajun Cafe. And uh Jeff and his and his folks do a great job out there. I know they're good. they're really excited about the start of the season. Um, expectations, John. It's a tricky little subject here. People always want us to to project and make predictions and set a level of expectation for a program. Last year we didn't do that. Last year we didn't want to do that because we didn't know anything. And, I, and not because we were stupid, because, well, no, well <laughs> you could argue, but no one knew anything. And we felt like it was fair to wait until we saw what some of the product looked like on the field. And for the record, I still want to operate under that notion, but Brad doesn't want to today. No, no. You have a sample size now. You've seen what Eric Backage, you've seen how he coaches, you've, you've learned his philosophies and his methods. But you've we're seen replacing. A lot of I just know I just listed to you we're going to have a new third, short, first, right fielder, three new starters on the weekend and a bunch of new pitching roles. But no, yeah, we're no, 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 no. But the the philosophy hasn't changed. Those guys we expect to do what the other guys did last year. No, I get that. And I think I think the pitching staff is much deeper and healthier, you know, Austin Gordon notwithstanding there, but much better start to the season for the pitching staff this year than last year 
And there's a lot of veterans on this on this roster that are going to be coming on the mound. Experience is going to matter a ton. So I think it's I think it's reasonable to have an expectation. You you just don't want to make one because you don't want me to hold you to it. That's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> and it won't be the last. I think it's okay to make an expectation for this team. Am I allowed to say, like, all right, here's my thing. I don't want to put, like, a certain advance two in the postseason format. All right. Like, I mean, we have to acknowledge what's happened and what we think can happen. Okay. Clemson has not been to a Super in a while. Yeah. I've not been to Omaha in an even longer stretch. So I have a tough time thinking... Like, I don't want to put that in. I, I definitely think this is a postseason team, and I think this is a team that hosts. I think they are set up from a talent level to, to accomplish those things. I think that's the baseline. You start the season in the top 10, the baseline is hosting for me. Now, does that mean that if you don't host and you go on to make it Omaha, that you hold that against the team? Of course not. Right, yeah. But... If you host a regional and then you don't make it to Omaha or you don't even get out of your own regional, then then that's a really really bad feel. I don't know that you, I don't know that you, at this stage in the game with this program, you're hyping up the fact that you hosted because that 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 to me that's what I'm saying. That's a baseline expectation. No, I I believe those things. Are, I do. I feel like this team is good enough to accomplish those things. I just you know in terms of trying to pick like okay they're gonna be. You know, in the final eight of Omaha, but then they'll be the third team. Like, I don't want to get that too into the weeds with it. Well, <laughs> like, like, they're going to make it to the Supers and lose at Alabama, for example. Like, I don't, you know. Well, no, that. I'm not asking you to to specify who how the season comes to an end necessarily. Like, what team beats them? Okay. I'm just saying the expect. It's not prediction. Expectation are different things. Prediction. You're you're trying to predict exactly how far you think this team will go. An expectation is where you think this team should go. Okay. That's the difference. Okay. Prediction is they will. Expectation is they should. Okay. So work under that premise. I will. And I'll give you my expectation on the other side. 654-ROAR. You want to get in with yours for Clemson Baseball in 2024. We'll do South Carolina as well. More to come on the Roar after this. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Carolina Top Dressing is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, Go Tigers! When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles, Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. 
I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peaks wings bone-in breaded, naked, smoked and grilled, or boneless in your favorite saucer rub. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. I'm Lance Crick. After 20 plus years as a federal prosecutor with the U.S. Attorney's Office in South Carolina and several years as a state prosecutor, I joined Ryan Beasley Law last year to practice law with Ryan and Mary Hunter. Our team works in courtrooms across the state, including city and magistrate courts, as well as state and federal courts. We work with clients in all areas of state and federal criminal defense to include pre-arrest investigations, white-collar defense, as well as student conduct issues at colleges and universities. Our responsive and proactive approach in cases is at all times client-centric and resolution-focused. We look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Please give us a call at 864-679-7777 or find us online at ryanbeasleylaw.com. In every case, for every client, in courtrooms across the state, Ryan Beasley Law, ryanbeasleylaw.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. Back here live on the Roar of the Press Box with Brad and John. Thanks for joining us today. Hour one continues on. Clemson baseball takes the field for game number one for Team 127. Beginning today at 4 p.m. And we'll have it here for you right on the Roar with uh, 3.30 airtime. Is that right? 3.30 airtime. And uh, who's on the call today? Do you know? I believe it'll be Don Munson. Oh, Don doing some work. I think Quack will be doing a TV, tomorrow. I believe. Okay. Is Quack doing tomorrow? Don doing basketball? Or Don not, doing both? Not sure about how tomorrow is going to unfold. All right. <laughs> well, listen in. Tune in and find out. And looking forward to it. It's going to be a good weekend. Expectations are tricky. You know, I think sometimes when we hear expectations, maybe it's prediction. You know, I think maybe those two words get used simultaneously. I don't know that I'm wanting to make a prediction as much as I am an expectation. And I think an expectation means a team should. Prediction means they will. I will predict that Clemson hosts a regional because I think they will. I think this team is, is, is good enough to do that for sure. The question is, what happens after that? Now, this team has not made a super regional since 2010 when Jack Leggett uh, took the Tigers to Omaha. Same year, the last time they went to Omaha. So I think that that's a clear clear benchmark for this program. And this is year two under Eric Backage. I think the philosophies, the remember last year we talked about this early in the season, you know, guys had to get used to him. He's a very different guy than Monty Lee. I mean, just not every baseball coach is the same, that's for sure. I could see the differences, the way the the expectation that he puts on them as people. You know, he, he starts first and foremost. You're a representative of Clemson baseball. This is how you handle yourself on the field, off the field. This is how you handle yourself in the classroom. Like, there's an expectation of you 
as a human being first and foremost. And then this is what the team should be. You know, and, and Backage was very clear in laying all of that out. And I think what one of the reasons Clemson had success last year is because there were so many veterans on the team who gravitated toward that thought and that process that he laid out in front of them, and they were very hungry. You know, you had guys like Caden Grice who wanted to sort of fulfill, you know, what they came to Clemson to be, not just individually. Because Caden Grice got enormous amount of individual honors last year, but he kept saying, no, it's the team, it's the team, it's the team. They all bought into it. So I, I think going into this year, there's an expectation that you don't have to go through that process again. The process is is fully underway and has been since the final out in the regional last year in the loss of Tennessee. You know, it stung. It hurt. They had that massive winning streak that got doused late in the year when they got to the postseason. And so I think that the process began day one back in June, not when Backage got on campus and first meeting and all that kind of stuff. So this team should be way ahead of last year in terms of what they think they can be. And Camp Cantarell was asked about it. He made no bones about it. They want to go to the College World Series this year. John, I think they have a team that is good enough to do so. And I think they have a coaching staff that is good enough to get them there. I know it sounds crazy to make that an expectation for a lot of teams. Like LSU, that's an expectation every year, right? Omaha, every year. Florida, Omaha. Sully and Omaha are synonymous. You know, he's probably got a hotel room already reserved for him yearly. It's just expected. That expectation has fallen off of Clemson baseball to a degree. You know, we, we, didn't want, we didn't talk about Omaha last year. We just said, hey, let's just see what this team is first, and hey, maybe they can make a regional and go from there. Make, make the ACC tournament. You know, you got to do that. But yet, this year feels vastly different to me. Because of all the things, the foundations that were laid last year. I know there's new, there's new pieces, but John, every team has new pieces. That's, that's, not, that's not just at Clemson. That's at Wake Forest. That's at LSU. That's all over the country. Every team's got new pieces. Every team's recruiting it the best they possibly can. And I think Clemson had a great recruiting class. And they brought in some very key newcomers to the transfer portal. I think this should be the year that not only does this team advance out of a regional, I think they should go to to, a, to Omaha. I think mean, I think this should be a College World Series team. I think that you've you've shown proof of concept and that it works. You know the it's hard because you go and look at why Clemson didn't get out of regionals for the last what are we talking about now? Thirteen years. You go back and look, like it, it just felt like there wasn't just one thing. You know, it wasn't, well, Jack Leggett can't do it anymore because Monty Lee didn't. You can't say, well, if they just did this, they're in to the Supers. They're, they're blocked. Each situation was different. Each opponent was different. But the result felt the same, and you could not figure out. Look, if it was easy to figure out, it would have been fixed, right? Somebody would have sold the magic formula to Jack Leggett, Monty Lee, or Eric Backage. And none of that happened. So I think that each situation was vastly different. So you can't you can't just easily bottle it all up and say, what was this? But I do think the mentality of this team has changed. I think Backage changed that last year. And it's 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 more of a quieter confidence about them. And I think that they believe, and look, Cam Cantrell is one of the most talented players in the country. Will Taylor is an athlete of athletes out there on the baseball field. You won't find many people who are going to out-athlete Will Taylor anywhere in college baseball. The depth in the pitching staff is evident. If these new pieces, these new guys can just steer the ship a little bit, you know, and do what they're supposed to just do their jobs, they don't have to be stars. But do what they're supposed to do. A guy like Obertop probably should be a star this year. Jimmy Obertop's going to come in with that mentality to be that guy. I just feel like, John, and I, I know I know it's hard. I know the other teams we talked about at the top, you know, top of the show. You look at the top 25, and it's loaded with the names that you've seen over the last decade or more. 
outside of Wake Forest, who became a power over the last few years, they will continue to be a power. But I think this team should make it. To, I, I think this is the year to end the streak. Okay. Is it an expectation? It's a strong word. But I, I expect this to be one of the best teams in college baseball this year. And I think it, can, I think it will be one of the last eight standing. I think this will be one of the better teams in college baseball as well. I'm going to put mine at, I think you're, you're definitely in a super. You get past the regional hump this year. I think you've got the talent. I think you've got the depth. I agree with you about the coaching. I think this team, this is going to be a special team. I think it very well could be. Uh, with how Eric Backage can ratchet this thing up a little bit, you know, sort of get... Because, again, he's not laying foundations anymore. Everybody knows what the expectation is of them as, as people and what they've got to do. And I think that will be evident throughout the team. And I just – I think that they they had so much newness last year, and, and it wasn't even that. But how many roles felt undefined last year? All of them? I mean, can, can you pencil in – okay, we expected Cam Canarello to be really good last year. Probably not freshman of the year good. No. But there was an expectation he was supposed to be pretty good coming in. And then we didn't know what Will Taylor was going to look like, did we? No, because he hadn't He'd given been injured. Up, and he was still doing football at the time. And he had been hurt. You know, we didn't really know what he was going to be. We obviously didn't know what Caden Grice was going to turn into. Yeah. And he wasn't, we talked about earlier. He wasn't pitching early in the year last year. Yeah. Now, I... All that being said, if Clemson falls short of that expectation, I mean, you're not firing people. And unless, I mean, it, you know how bad it would have to get. But I, what, what's wrong with having a good, a, a, a high expectation of this particular team? Can anybody sell me on not having that? That's the question. Give me a reason why there shouldn't be a high expectation of this team. And look, I, I, I told you by the idea, if, you, if you're going to keep putting that city on the back of your hat, you got to get there, man. I, if, if you keep doing it, you keep putting that on there, you, you're going to have to get there. Why not this team? Why not? And Eric Backage is, John, he's one of the best in the business. You know, Graham Neff, I remember talking to Graham about this one-on-one about package. And, I mean, it was – Clemson was not going to skimp on the next head coach. They were going to find not only the best fit, but the guy they know can win. There's no question package can win. I mean, it was evident last year they won 44 games with a roster that we just told you went in with almost every role defined. The guy who ended up being the two-way player of the year wasn't even a pitcher. Think about that. He was two-way player of the year, John, and he wasn't even a pitcher this time last year. There was no expectation of King Grass being on the mound. And Billy Amick is a guy, I know he's not there anymore, but that's a guy that no one, no one even knew his name this time last year. So what's Package going to do with this group? You have to set the bar high. I, th- I think you're selling this team short if you don't set the bar high. I understand there's trepidation with that. I understand there's... You know, oh, if you set them up too high, then it's going to, you're putting them on a pedestal, and then they fall, and people are going to be mad. Who cares? People, people are mad regardless. Have you been around clubs of baseball for the last 13 years? People are mad regardless of what the expectation is because they put those letters on the back of the hat, and this is a traditional baseball program. Eric Backage would not have taken the job if he was scared of expectations, John. No, not a chance. <laughs> If, if this if this kind of conversation bothered him in the least, he's in the wrong profession and he's at the wrong school. If this conversation bothered him, he would have stayed at Michigan where there is no pressure to win in baseball. Correct. He could, he could have been there the rest of his life, never left. After the run he went on to get them to the National Championship Series, yeah, he could have sat there until it was time to retire. Now, is there a lot that goes into making this expectation happen? Absolutely. I'm not saying it's easy. Not saying it's guaranteed, but why not? Why not this team this year? 
everybody's got holes. Everybody's got issues. Everybody's got new players. I don't. I'm, I'm not scared of new players anymore. You know. I mean, John, we applaud college football teams for getting new players through the transfer portal. We're supposed to have hesitation when they do it in baseball. That makes no sense to me. That nah, doesn't make much sense at all. That <laughs> we don't. <laughs> if you don't get new players through the transfer portal, you get ripped to shreds. Uh yeah. <laughs> Nationally speaking. Very much so. And if you do get new players, even though we haven't seen them on your team wearing your uniform, we think you're a great team. You're gonna win a ton of games. So I don't I'm not I'm not fearful of new new players. When you shouldn't have a, be. When you have a program like what Eric Backage has, when you have the resources and you have the staff and you have the name, and you have all things that go into it. You plug in new guys and you win. That's what you do. And if that doesn't happen this year, I think it'll be it'll be because of a lot of external reasons. There'll be a lot there'll, there'll be a lot of things that happen. But it's not due to a lack of talent assembled for this team. No, no, I don't. I, I don't think this is a poorly assembled team. And we'll see. Look, John, we see less talented teams than this make it Omaha all the time. I mean, maybe not all the time, but you get what I mean. It's 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 a lot of it is chemistry and camaraderie in it and guys fighting through moments i watched a couple south carolina teams win uh titles in omaha i've probably seen 30 teams better than them since at least i'm from a talent standpoint oh gosh a team they beat that ucla team that florida team that florida team alone had an enormous amount of talent Guys played in the major leagues for years off that team. South Carolina was better. South Carolina was a better team. Those teams had more talent. I think Clemson can be, with the way the package coaches, I think they could be a really good mix of a good team and good talent. The opportunities laid there before them to have a big season. A lot of roles had to be defined. You got to deal with injuries. You got to deal with the inevitable slumps of baseball. It's just part of the game. I'm. No one expects you to win 20 in a row again. <laughs> well, <laughs> some do. Some, some expect you some not expect to lose 56 a single game. And yeah, you're right. That That is fair. And that you know that one midweek loss will send people into a tailspin of the season is over and this team has no chance of going to Omaha. Lock up Doug Kingsmore and shut it down. Yeah. But I, I, I think that this is the year. And I, I think this should be the year for Clemson Baseball to do something special in year two of Eric Package. What about the South Carolina Gamecocks? What can Mark Kingston put together? Does he have a team that can make it to Omaha? We'll discuss some of that on the other side. 654-ROAR, you want to get in. Hour two coming up. John Blau at the bottom of hour two and a lot more after this. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cal.